Manx Radio's Update with Paul Moran. Pastor Mai, good evening. It's half past five and this is Update for Wednesday, 11th of January from Manx Radio. A 30-minute look at the latest news on the Isle of Man. Plus background to the news, Manx Sports, Business, Sea Watch and Travel updates. Plus the newsmakers in person. Tonight, former QE2 head teacher feels for the teachers on strike today. Second phase of that strike action continued, but tomorrow's strike is suspended. Timmel committee says shared parental knee leave needs to be introduced for the Isle of Man as soon as possible. Would fewer specialised healthcare workers ease Manx care staff issues? And a Manx athlete is set to take on a continuous 260-mile race in aid of Isle of Man MS Society, and we wish him the best of luck with that. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. Now at the time at 5 th- uh, 5.31, let's get the latest headlines with Siobhan Fletcher. Faster my Siobhan. Faster my. School children on the Isle of Man are being told to go into school tomorrow as normal. Teachers from the NASUWT union have called off strike action. Manx Care says Nobles Hospital's emergency department continues to operate under extreme pressure today. The emergency department has moved to OPA level four a number of times over the past six weeks. Shared parental leave is much needed and should be brought in on the Isle of Man as soon as possible. That's the finding of a Timwell committee looking at ways to rebalance the island's population. And steam packet sailings could be disrupted or cancelled over the next two days due to forecast adverse weather. A final decision will be made by 5.30pm on Thursday. Further afield, a man's been arrested in connection with the murder of Ellie Edwards, who was shot dead at a Merseyside pub on Christmas Eve. Police say they're also questioning a woman on suspicion of assisting an offender. Royal Mail's unable to dispatch any post abroad because of what it calls a cyber incident. The firm says it's facing severe disruption to its international export services. And an American football player who collapsed on the field during an NFL game has been discharged from hospital. Buffalo Bills' Damar Hamlin had a cardiac arrest just over a week ago. There are your headlines, news at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Rain arriving later this evening. That will become lighter and patchier by the end of the night. Strong southwest winds falling light for a time. Overnight minimum temperature five degrees. Cloudy tomorrow morning without breaks of mostly light rain or drizzle. This clearing into the afternoon with sunny intervals developing and the risk of the odd shower. Strong to gale force southwest wind and the strongest wind in the evening. Maximum temperature 10 degrees. Sunrise tomorrow is 8.32. Sunsets tomorrow night at 4.21. The outlook sunshine and showers on Friday. Strong to gale force west or southwest winds and temperatures up to 9 degrees. High water today was 1.46pm. Low water today is at 8.26 tonight at 1.3 metres. High water tomorrow is at uh, 2.26 tomorrow morning, uh, 6.1 metres. And low water tomorrow uh, morning later at 8.27 is at 2 metres. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com 
Now, school pupils have missed lessons today as the second phase NASUWT strike action over pay continues. However, tomorrow's strike action has been suspended. Former Queen Elizabeth II High School head teacher Sue Moore told Manx Radio she sympathises with educators. Over a number of years, teachers' pay has been either frozen or gone up by 1% and has fallen way behind compared with other sectors. And I know as a head teacher, we were finding it increasingly difficult to recruit people, compounded obviously on the island by the fact that unless you've got Manx connections, it's more expensive and more difficult to get across to see relatives and so on. So I have sympathy with the action. That said, I do think that the department here has been doing its best in challenging financial circumstances to work with teachers and to try and find a way forward that is manageable. And you need to remember that a teacher going on strike actually loses a day's pay, so it's not something they do lightly. The difficulty you have as a head teacher is you can't know in advance how many people will actually strike that day, so you don't know whether you've got enough teachers to keep the school safe. And that's why head teachers take the decision to uh, send children home because until the actual day, they don't know if they're going to have enough staff. When I first started teaching way back in the 80s, we took strike action at that point for similar reasons um, and did in fact then get a better pay deal for teachers. But actually now the change is we've got online learning. So teachers who are not on strike can still provide learning for children, even though they're at home. I think that's a big difference in terms of minimising the disruption to students. I know it's very difficult for everybody in schools at the moment. I think everybody wishes that this could be resolved. And it's a very challenging time. But in the end, if we want to have good teachers in front of classes, then they need to be paid a good wage because, you know, they're leaving the profession because they can earn more money for fewer hours of work. It's a complete myth that teachers work nine till four. You know, they, they work far beyond the hours of the actual school day with students there. Teachers on the Isle of Man will not strike tomorrow. The NASUWT, the Teachers Union, has confirmed to Manx Radio that industrial action will be suspended. The union says it's due to a commitment from the Department of Education, Sport and Culture to consider a range of suggestions which could address issues with pay and conditions. Despite the suspension, executive member Anne Rycroft says the union is still taking the dispute very seriously. We've taken this very seriously. Our members have contacted us and uh, we've We've come to this not lightly um, because they have, as you know, over the last 12 years seen a 30% real terms cut to their pay. There are also issues around their conditions of service which need to be addressed because they're essentially doing more for less money and a lot of the tasks that they're doing do not require the skills of a teacher. Um, And so, you know, another way needs to be found. The priority for the NSWT is the teachers' union, is the education of the children. And I know that being on strike today, people would maybe say, well, that's not the case. But I've spoken to several members in our meeting this morning who are very concerned not just about the situation that they are in currently but the situation moving forward for young people on the Isle of Man because there is a recruitment and retention issue and it's often retention of those more experienced teachers that's the bigger problem putting people into middle and senior leader roles um, that, that we are trying to address because the future is bleak for the Isle of Man education system if they don't get 
people in front of their young people and it's, it's important that the government and the department recognise that, that this is not just about pay, this, this is not just about us, this is about the future of education on the Isle of Man, which we take very seriously. Hence, the General Secretary came last time, the Deputy General Secretary is here with us today and two National Executive members who've come out on both occasions. Got a news story for the Nation Station? Email newsroom at manxradio.com. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. Now would fewer specialised healthcare workers ease Manxcare's staffing issues? Non-executive director Andy Guy, director of nursing Paul Moore and first chief executive Theresa Cope discuss pressures facing the workforce at Manxcare's recent board meeting. We can't sometimes wait for some of those solutions and I think you know the workforce challenge and the vacancy factor we've got uh, means we need to probably take some additional steps above and beyond what's planned across, across government and and, you know, we talked about the workforce issue last time, and I think we've got um, some good ideas coming through um, around how we expand the domestic production of uh, pre-registration trainees, um, but also uh, looking at some of those solutions to send people off island for training and increase the, the bursary. The one trap we mustn't fall into is recruiting people that don't have the skills that we need later. Because, of, because obviously it would be unfair on those individuals to then expect them to leave or try to mm. then change the whole direction of their career, which may well not suit them as individuals. Mm. So I think we have to be really, really careful. And it comes back to that central point of actually what do we need mm. in terms of a framework in order to actually build the right individuals into it, even if they're doing something different mm-hmm. or in addition to what they would normally expect to do in the meantime. You reminded me of a comment I once heard from a chap called Muir Gray who spoke that he said that demand is not the problem, it's specialisation. And I think that's where the conversation might need to go, is the the workforce of tomorrow might need to be less specialised and much more generic for meeting the needs of the population of the Isle of Man. And and that conversation is going to be a challenging one to hold, I think. The government says it's pushing forward with accommodation provision that will help attract and keep health staff. But there is an immediate need that could see valuable workers moving away from the island. Here's John Moss. Andrew is an oncology nurse at Nobles with a problem that may send him back across the water in short order. Accommodation. He says he's only been in post a week. He's found the staff wonderful and welcoming. The patients busy, challenging. But finding a roof to put over the head of him and his partner and his well house-trained dog may, he says, bring his stay here to an abrupt halt, which he reflects is sad as the oncology ward in the current climate definitely need my help. So what is available for someone in his position? Once we had the nurse's home in Douglas, built in 1953, it's currently being redeveloped. One of those who stayed at that nurse's home when she started nursing was Angela, not her real name. Well, it was ideal for me because I left school at 16 and went straight into the nurse's home as a nursing cadet. And then I was there, I lived there for about five years until I got married. It was always full, the nurses home, it was full of nurses. It was very strict and very well regulated. And uh, yeah, it kept us it all safe and it gave us a good base to work from. It was a safe environment as a 16 year old as well to grow up in. But you didn't even have to think about going to get somewhere, a flat or a house or something. That's, it was there ready right. for you. That's right, yes. It was all everything provided. Well, we had to, we had to pay rent and we had to pay for our own food. 
We had little kitchens. I see so many posts about people trying to relocate to the island and they find it really expensive. So I think if the government with a bit of foresight, if they built a, like a little estate or something with um, like three bedroom houses in it where families could move into. Well, I spoke to the minister and Mr Hooper says the nurses' home is being developed to accommodate key workers and health workers are high on the list and other developments are being progressed to provide accommodation. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Now the Ben McCree uh, left Haitian at uh, around about three minutes past two this afternoon and is alongside in Douglas uh, going out again tonight at uh, 7.45, heading to Haitian. Should be there about half past 11. Then the overnight sailing on Thursday, 2.15 in the morning. Should be in Douglas Harbour around about six uh, in the morning. Now, there is a possibility that there could be some disruption to tomorrow night's sailing at 7.45 Thursday night. Uh, heading to Haitian should be there at half past 11. Uh, but due to the forecast adverse weather, this sailing is subject to possible disruption or maybe even cancellation. Uh, to give that sailing every opportunity to take place, the final decision is going to be made uh, by the master at 5.30 uh, tomorrow evening. So that is Thursday night's sailing, 7.45, uh, Ben McCree sailing to Haitian. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. Shared parental leave is much needed and should be brought on in on the Isle of Man as soon as possible. That's the finding of a Timmel committee looking at ways to rebalance the island's population. Sean Cowper reports. The panel will ask Tinwald to approve 15 recommendations to tackle the island's population challenges. Among them is a call for shared parental leave to be introduced as soon as practical, allowing new parents to decide how they split their time off work after a birth. More support for families featured throughout the committee's report with other recommendations including an extension to preschool credit, changes to child benefit and a review of maternity allowances. The committee also examined how the nighttime economy could be impacting the island's ability to attract younger residents, describing it as a missing piece in the puzzle. Tinwald will be asked to recognise the importance of the nighttime economy and back calls to develop schemes to address gaps in the island's lifestyle offering. Other ideas put forward by the committee include developing a population policy by the end of the year, the introduction of a well-being of future generations bill and modernising employment legislation. Chair of the committee, Dr Michelle Haywood, will present the report and ask for the recommendations to be approved when Tinwald sits next month. Manx Radio Business Briefing. Royal Mail has been left unable to send letters or parcels overseas after the Postal Service suffered a crippling cyber incident. A company statement warned customers to expect delays or disruptions to packages already sent and urged others not to attempt to send mail internationally whilst the problem continued. It's understood the problem was first discovered on Tuesday morning and that staff at Royal Mail have been attempted to uncover the cause since then. UK and European markets close higher as investors geared up for more inflation data this week. Uh, US stocks ascended at the open as Wall Street counted down to a crucial inflation reading and big bank earnings later this week. Oil prices rose as hopes for an improved global economic outlook and concern over the impact of sanctions on Russia as crude output outweighed a higher than expected build in US crude and fuel stocks. And gold priced lower. The Stock Market Report.
Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. At the close, the FTSE was up uh, 0.4% at 7724. The DAX was also up 1.17% at 14947. At 5 o'clock, the Dow Jones was up 0.32% at 33812. The S&P 500 uh, also up 0.62% at 3943. And the NASDAQ uh, uh, was up uh, 0.99% at 10848. Uh, pound will get you $1.212 and it will also get you 1.128 uh, euros and in commodities uh, gold closed down 0.14% at $1874 and Brent crude oil per barrel uh, that was up uh, 3.98% at 82 uh, $7.4 The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946 but his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio. A Manx athlete is set to take on a 268-mile continuous race along the Pennine Way in aid of a local charity. Oren Smith is competing in the Spine Race this weekend in aid of the Isle of Man MS Society after finding out his friend had developed the disease. Starting in the South Dales and finishing in Scotland, participants have 160 hours to complete the feat. There's five checkpoints on the route. Each checkpoint is roughly like 50 miles, give or take, and... If you don't make the next checkpoint you and you are tired, you will be sleeping out on the dales or... A lot of people do kind of wind up kind of sleeping outside because, oh, wow. you know, they don't quite make the checkpoints. Obviously, once you've got 100, 150 miles in your legs, when you make that decision to go to the next checkpoint, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, yeah. it's one of them. It's like, how far, like, what's the weather going to do within 50 miles? I'm confident and I don't think I can get myself physically or kind of mentally to a better place. But mm-hmm. still, like, the challenge that lies ahead of me is um, is very much the unknown. What's making you want to do this? January last year, a friend of mine put a post on Facebook. He was explaining how he's been struggling with this condition called MS, multiple sclerosis. And me and him, were, we grew up together. We were really good friends. We worked together for a bit and stuff. But I hadn't seen him for a few years. And the last time I'd actually seen him, like, he was fine. He didn't have anything wrong with him. So the friend that was in my mind was just cracking on with, you know, cracking on with his life. And when I read this post, I kind of felt a little bit ashamed that he'd been struggling for so long. And I didn't even know about it. Do you know what I mean? And at the same time, because it was January, like I was following people going up through the spine. You know, I was following, I was dot watching, like like they call it. And I did a little bit of research about MS and like how it affects people in so many different ways. But a big one of the ways that affects people is like with the spine and things like that. And like I was just kind of reading that, looking at that, and like following these people going up the, you know, mm. doing the spine race. And I just thought like, I wanted, I just wanted to do something to help him. And the more I learned about it, I wanted to help people like him. 
Manx Radio Sport. Rob Pritchard has the sport for update tonight. Faster my Rob. Faster my good evening. Starting tonight with athletics and two Manx race walkers have secured success whilst taking part in recent competition in the UK. Mia Dunwell and Tom Partington represented their respective island clubs at the weekend at the England Athletics Senior and Under 20 Combined Events and Walks Championships in Sheffield. Competing for Manx Harriers, Partington took top spot in the senior men's 3,000 metre race walk contest. Meanwhile, Dunwell, representing Northern AC, went on to win the ladies under 20 title whilst finishing fifth overall in the ladies competition. Turning to football, an FCL of Man's clash away at Squires Gate has now been rescheduled for early February. The Ravens' trip to the Brian Addison Stadium to face their NWCFL Premier Division opponents had originally been due to take place today. However, the Manx club confirmed yesterday the fixture had been postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Now, FCL of Man has announced the game will now be held on Wednesday the 8th of February, with kickoff time still to be confirmed. Staying with football, one of the Isle of Man's Youth Academy football teams are set to be involved in exciting competition in Lancashire later this week. The Academy Under-12 squad will take part in a round-robin festival at the Academy of Preston North End FC on Sunday. There, they'll take on a Preston North End Academy side, as well as a junior squad from Cherry Orchard FC, a club based in Dublin. The day before the competition, the Manx players and their coaches will get to see the Preston North End first team take on Norwich City at Deepdale Stadium in the EFL Championship. And finally, in motorsports, Manx Autosports has announced its first rally stage event of 2023. The organisation says the Ormco account stages are due to take place on Saturday the 11th of March. Promoted by the Drowdale Motor Club, it'll be held at the Jerby Motordrome with entries due to open in the first week of February. Teams can register their interest via the Manx Autosport website. Meanwhile, the sporting body has also confirmed it submitted an application to Motorsport UK to run a Manx Rally Championship later this year. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Police not reporting uh, anything uh, on the roads at the moment down at the airport. London Gatwick uh, flight is on time. That's at 7.30 tonight. Also on time is the Liverpool and the London City departures. Uh, Liverpool flight at 6 o'clock is on time, as is the London Gatwick. That is uh, currently showing on, on, uh, on time on the screens. Uh, travel, uh, temporary light on Glen Cluttery Road near Governor's Bridge at the Victoria Road roundabout 24 hours a day for water uh, main work uh, causing delays around uh, rush hours that's about now and also in Balasala the Crossag Road is closed between Mill Road and Abbotsway for resurfacing and uh, temporary light on the main road at the Balthane roundabout 24 hours a day for trench work uh, if you want any more information on the works mentioned go to manxradio.com click on to news then click on to travel Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest-free. Get more with... Keyside! Ramsey Commissioners has voted unanimously to apply to become a UNESCO Biosphere Isle of Man partner. It accepted the Commissioners would be, uh, become the seventh local authority to join the scheme. Uh, local democracy reporter Emma Draper has more. There is no reason we wouldn't want to live up to, uh, live up to these aspirations and follow along with these guidelines. Um, I don't see anything there being contentious in the slightest. Um, and I think it would be quite a source of pride for RTC to say they were a UNESCO Biosphere partner, make this list available on social media, demonstrate to the public the commitments that we're being asked to follow and what progress we'd be making as an organisation towards fulfilling the, these uh, criteria. During the public board meeting, Commissioner Jim McGuinness felt other government legislation put more pressure on local authorities than the UNESCO Biosphere Pledge does. I feel it's worth pointing out that we have statutory obligations under the Climate Change Act that are far more onerous 
and uh, imposing upon us in anything the UNESCO Biosphere pledges has. If anything, this is just a public sort of, you say, pledge, broad pledge that ties in with our statutory obligations. The clerk of the commissioners, Tim Cowan, says the guidance is broad. I just wanted to, to add, really, just having a look at this, it is really a very broad thing. Mm. Um, and it was about these broad pledges that we that we'd be making, which I do think fit in with you know good corporate government in lots of things. You know, one of the things we're going to be looking at, I'm going to have to be report to you on fairly shortly about RTC and what we're doing in terms of reducing emissions and things like that. It fits in really quite well with that. They are very broad promises. Despite some hesitation from other board members, the proposal put forward by Commissioner Jeff Courts was accepted unanimously. Social housing tenants in Douglas have built up more than 70,000 in rent arrears. Despite the people are continuing to pay for their accommodation and help such as payment plans is available for anyone struggling. Local democracy reporter Emma Draper spoke to Housing and Property Committee Chair Devon Watson. There's always a level of rental arrears that will happen with any authority. What we have to try and do as housing authorities is ensure two things. Firstly, that anyone who needs help is able to access help. So officers have worked really, really hard to ensure that people are on payment plans and secondly we want to ensure that that correct information is out there so we would like to implore that anybody who has struggles paying their rent in social housing is able to come forward to ensure that uh, a payment plan can be set up for you if you struggle but one thing that we are really happy to see is that despite the cost of living crisis people have continued to pay their rent so we don't have a policy of, of evicting people because they're unable to pay um, we try and take a very compassionate approach uh, and this means that working with people and obviously building those relationships between tenants and offices is something that we are really keen to see going forward. How detrimental is it to the council for the arrears numbers to be that high? Because it is quite high. Uh, relative to our total um, budget, it really isn't that high at the moment. Uh, less than 100 grand in terms of like seasonal rental arrears compared to our total budget that we receive from rent. It's really, really low. Um, and we haven't seen a huge increase despite a really, really harsh winter. So we're really happy the fact that our tenants have really come forward. But at the same time, we need to ensure that like social housing rent continues to be paid because this is how we pay to maintain social housing. This is how we make improvements to social housing. This is how we modernize and deal with issues like mold when they do occur. And secondly, this is how we build additional social housing. So ensuring that people continue to pay their rent uh, in terms of social housing is something that is absolutely essential. So we're working with uh, offices and working with tenants to ensure that this number doesn't increase dramatically. That's it for update tonight, compiled by the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Siobhan Fletcher and producer Rianne Evans. After news at six, it's Spotlight with Howard Kane looking at the Insect Mania exhibition at the Loom Gallery in Laxey. Also speaking to the local musician Ellie Quayle. Greatest Hits with Chris Kinley is at 6.30. The Opera Hour with Ernie Thorne at nine. And After Hours with Rianne Evans is here at ten. I'm Andy Wint, and Man in Line is back for 2023. Refurbishing the walkway is far more important than running the tram tracks down Loch Promenade. Hello, Andy. We'd likely start looking at proper civil disobedience. I would choose not to swim at Peel or Fenella. Would you sign a contract without reading it? With young children on that flight. Ultimately, pure 100% hydrogen will get us zero carbon. Hello, Andy. Just a comment. Tomorrow at midday on Smart Speaker, on air, online on Manx Radio. Island Hearing Limited, your local hearing care specialist since 2009 with branches in Port Erin and Ramsey. 
We provide the very latest hearing aid technology available, which you can try at home, with excellent aftercare and a wax removal service available using microsuction. Give us a ring on 830-722 or visit Island Hearing at One Station Road, Port Erin. We're happy to help. Island Hearing, always listening. Keyside, Keyside, we've got the tyres for you. During January, when you purchase two or more Falcon tyres, you can enter a monthly draw to win the cost of your Falcon tyres back, up to the value of £300. Ask in store for more details. Visit our state-of-the-art four-bay workshop in South Quay Industrial Estate, above South Quay. Keyside! When you need a fitting memorial or headstone for a loved one, contact Manx Memorials in Peel. This long-standing family-run Manx company offer a wide range of granite and marble headstones and memorials, along with an island-wide inscription and renovation service. Manx Memorials skilled professionals will take the time to help you choose a suitable memorial, and we're proud to say we'll beat other local quotes. Call 843-861 or email matthew at manxmemorials.co.uk. Running a business is always tough, but these days it seems to be getting harder. Keeping on top of sales, recruiting staff and trying to keep up with the accounts can mean that there just aren't enough hours in the day. One phone call to Shimin Wilson, a Manx firm of chartered accountants and business consultants, is all you need. Shimin Wilson can help you with an extensive range of accountancy-related services and a team on hand to help you through these tough times. Your peace of mind is only one call away on 627744. At Isle of Man Energy, we want to support our customers as much as we can during the cost of living crisis. If you're a vulnerable customer, we can add you to our priority care scheme and assist you with safety checks, prioritising call-outs and energy-saving advice. We can also offer support, such as payment plans, to help spread the cost of your winter bills. For more information or to register for priority care, call our team on 644 Isle of Man Energy. Energy for every generation. Load up your breakfast, lunch or dinner with Subway's Footlong Deal. Get a free regular tea, coffee or dispensed drink with any Footlong sub. Only at Subway. Peel and Port Erin.